We haven't seen the labor market do something like this in the United States since 2020, or really 2008, 2009. The level of job openings in the U.S. during the month of November absolutely plunged. And in the six months leading up to and including November, the hiring rate has fallen faster than at any six-month period during the Great Recession. Yes, you heard me correctly. The jolts figures for November show conclusively that American companies are refusing to hire anyone. But they also show that American companies are refusing to fire anyone. Because this is the weirdest darn business cycle, labor market cycle, that we have ever, ever encountered. Businesses have been hoarding workers and they are continuing to hoard workers at the same time they're not hiring any workers either. They are halfway into a recession that continues to develop on an elongated schedule. And these jolts figures show us exactly why that is. Because they're halfway into recession, but they won't go the full measure, at least not yet. But American workers know that the longer this goes on, with the labor market as weak as it is, with hiring basically frozen the chances of the layoffs continue to rise and American workers as consumers are already making adjustments. So before we get into what all of these numbers mean, let's go over what the numbers actually were, including job openings. Now, job openings is the one that most people report on when it comes to the JOLT survey. That's the one you hear the Federal Reserve talk about. It's the one that's in the mainstream media and it's the one you should pay the least amount of attention to. According to the BLS, in the month of November, job openings were about 8.79 million, but as it has been for the last decade, this particular data series way overstates the demand for labor, and it's been getting worse through each individual Eurodollar cycle. And 2021 and 2022 was the most egregious. So job openings, the one, the part of it you want to pay attention to is the fact that they're declining, they're on a decelerating lower trend, which is consistent with the rest of the labor market data, as we'll see in just a moment. So while we don't know how much labor market demand might have come down, we do know for with reasonable certainty that it actually is, and by a substantial amount already. The most important part of the labor statistics we got so far, remember, JOLTS is one month further behind than payroll. So we're talking about the month of November 2023, whereas Friday's payroll report will be the updated figures for December. So we're just catching up to where payrolls were. But even so, the hiring rate from JOLTS in November was shocking. It was really that bad. According to the government, the rate of monthly hires in November was just 5.47 million. That was down 363,000 from October. On a population-adjusted basis, that's the fewest number of hires in the U.S. economy, in the U.S. labor market, since 2015. Even not adjusting for population, that's the fewest raw number of hires since 2017. So you have to go all the way back at least five, six, seven, eight, nine years just to see similar statistics for a single month. And we haven't seen this type, this level of change, this drop in hiring rates in a very, very long time. It's highly unusual. Falling by 363,000 in November alone, that's the biggest single month drop since July of 2020. The biggest single month drop in 2008, 2009 was 444,000 in November of 2008. So we're in the same general vicinity as 2008 and 2020, as I stated in the introduction. You also have a 290,000 drop in hires earlier this year, 
which is one of the reasons why the six-month change up to and including November is almost unprecedented. It's unprecedented. It's a record outside of the pandemic in 2020. Over the last six months up to and including November 2023, so that's June, July, August, September, October, and November, the rate of hires has fallen by 766,000, three quarters of a million. That's a huge difference. That's a huge slowdown in the amount of workers that businesses are adding to their staff. The biggest six months change during the Great Recession was only 709,000, only, I say only. And that was the first six months of 2009, the worst six months in any economic period since the Great Depression, outside of the non-economics of 2020. You go back to the 2001.com recession, the basically most of the recession itself from April 2001 to September 2001, the rate of hires during that period, which was a recession, that fell by 574,000. So by any reasonable comparison, the hiring rate has really plunged here. And it has plunged in a way that we typically see during recession. So businesses on that side of the equation are acting as if they are seeing a recession. They are refusing to hire workers at an accelerating pace. The big drop over the last six months, big drop, big plunge, big plunge in the month of November. As I talked about with the last payroll report, also for the month of November, when you look, when you break it down by cyclical industries, those being in the goods economy as well as professional business services, you really do start to see more and more visible, obvious signs of recession, including hires. Look at the jolts figures for professional business services in the month of November. Those declined by an enormous 206,000 just in the month of November alone, suggesting that, again, the cyclical parts of the U.S. economy and the cyclical parts of the U.S. labor market are indeed suffering from recession conditions. We also see that in the form of quits, that American workers can sense that the labor market is weakening and rather substantially. According to the JOLTS figures, Quit, the quit rate has fallen to about three and a half million in the month of November, which is down, of course, from October. But at three and a half million, that's the lowest since 2020. And it's back equivalent to the middle part or the lowest part of 2019, back when we were talking about recession for the last time before the pandemic hit. So American workers, according to the quits numbers, it seems they're getting the message when, as far as hiring. They know that there is no, no better opportunity for them to chase. So they're choosing more and more to stick where they are. And that also has implications beyond the lack of turnover in the labor market. It also means be choosing to stay where you are rather than having a, a, a number of opportunities to go for a better job, you're likely gonna accept lower pay raises, you're going to accept maybe cuts to hours. You're going to accept the fact that the pendulum has swung all the way back in favor of management and businesses in this labor market cycle. So that's going to have more second and third order impacts beyond simply workers being stuck where they are. Maybe you're going to start cutting back on your spending, tightening your belt a little bit because you know there isn't a there isn't a huge raise out there waiting for you either at your current job because they're going to want to pay to keep you there or you can you can't bolt to go someplace else because there is no place else to go cyclical indications cyclical industries hiring rates hiring freezes to this degree 
and the degree to which it has developed over the last six months, all of it suggesting halfway into recession. And this is also consistent with, of course, the behavior of interest rates recently. Now, interest rates can be falling for a number of reasons, starting with monetary potential, the potential for disruption and the flow of money and credit deflation. Also, as I mentioned in yesterday's video, the biggest immediate risk is, of course, the Chinese economy, the Chinese system potentially spilling over to the rest of the world. Though, given the statistics we just got from Jolt, I may have to amend that. It might be that the U.S. labor market is the most immediate threat. And maybe that is what treasury yields are pricing and German bonds and JGBs and everything else. Lower interest rates are, of course, a reflection of lower growth and inflation potential, which these jolts figures are certainly pointing solidly in that direction, as they would be for the officials at the Federal Reserve, because you have to believe, while they didn't have these jolts numbers in hand when they last met, they have them now. So as much as or as little as they were talking about rate cuts at their last meeting, we know they were talking about rate cuts, the jolts figures make it more likely they're going to be talking about rate cuts even more moving forward. So it's consistent with the behavior of interest rates in several different ways. And of course, it's not really about rate cuts in the market or anywhere. It's about lower interest rates that are going lower because of exactly what we see in the jolts figures, especially hires. American companies are refusing to hire workers. Why are American companies refusing to hire workers? Because the current level of the current general economic climate isn't conducive for them to do so. They don't see any reason why they need to. In fact, what they're really saying is we need to conserve profits and profitability because the business climate has become more and more recession-like. So their behavior in the labor market has become more and more recession-like. It just hasn't gone that final step. But if the hiring rate is terrible, and the JOLTS numbers look a lot like recession, why weren't the payroll figures for November equally terrible? Why were they, well, most people said hot, good, great, whatever the case may be. Why were they close to 200,000 when the rate of hiring absolutely plunged? And we already answered that question. And the answer is, while again, American companies are refusing to hire workers, they're also refusing to fire them. And so JOLTS is a measure of labor market turnover. And even though the rate of hiring can decline substantially, it doesn't mean that businesses are firing people. So we have to do a little bit of math to reconcile JOLTS with payrolls. Not, not too much, so don't worry about that. But when you do, you see how JOLTS and uh, payrolls fit together and what both of them might be saying. And what they're saying right now is exactly what I'm telling you. Companies are refusing to hire, but they're also refusing to fire. And because of that, while hiring rates have fallen, Quit rates and layoff rates have fallen too. And with without the layoffs and discharges, the labor market is still net positive, even with a low level of hiring. So we start with the higher rates, which was five and a half million roughly in the month of November. We subtract from that quits, which is about three and a half million and further subtract layoffs and discharges, which was only about one and a half million. So quits and layoffs and discharges there was not a lot of people either voluntarily or involuntarily, separ involuntarily separated from their jobs. So while hires were going down, the level of people who were let go or quit were also going down too. 
So that gives us a net of 467,000. So there's 467,000 more people hired than let go or quit. But we can't make, there's, you always have to adjust the Jolt's net turnover by a factor of 350,000. Don't ask me why. When you do that, when you adjust the net turnover by 350,000, it matches the payroll figure, the monthly payroll, payroll change pretty darn consistently, pretty well. And when we do that for the month of November, though, we get just 117,000 compared to payrolls, which was 199,000. So it might be that, according to Jolts, the labor market is even weaker in the month of November than the payroll reports would have you believe. But either way, whether it's weaker or not, we still come to the same conclusion, whether, whether it's from the payroll report angle or from the hiring in Jolts angle, refusing to add to their employment, add to their payrolls, but they're also not yet ready to get rid of workers. They're elongating the cycle because they're only halfway into recession. Actually, they're three quarters of the way into recession. It's just that the final quarter happens to be the worst part and the one that we most associate with contraction. The lack of hiring and net increase in employment is already having a big role in slowing down the economy. In fact, it's probably the reason, very likely is the reason, why we've seen an acceleration in disinflation in consumer prices. Again, going back to what the Federal Reserve has picked up on too, because it's that obvious. We see this in a number of ways, including the personal spending and income figures that the Bureau of Economic Analysis put out just last week. And when it comes to nominal incomes or nominal disposable personal income, you see over the last six months when the rate of hiring has really crashed, nominal DPI has slowed way, way down. Over the last six months, that same six months, up to including November 2023, nominal disposable personal income has increased by just 1.6%, which is, again, basically the same rate as the middle of 2019, except in 2023, we have a lot larger price increases still left over and lingering than we did back in 2019, which means workers are even worse off on a price-adjusted basis. So they can see that there's no opportunity to go someplace else because nobody's hiring, and even though nobody is being laid off, at least not in substantial, significant fashion, their incomes don't go as far as they did back when we were talking about recession in 2019. And so as nominal incomes are slowing down, we also see that real incomes are slowing down, though real incomes got a little bit of a boost in the month of November with negative payroll or negative consumer price measures. But nominal spending has slowed way down too, and that has been more recently. You see the slowdown in nominal spending earlier in the year, then the disinflation rebound. Americans started spending again in the middle part of the year after the banking crisis and the credit crunch in March and April. By the time we get to June, July, and into the summertime, nominal spending goes back up, up until September. But according to the government estimates, October and November, with more pressure from the labor market, lack of hiring in employment, Nominal spending has slowed way down just in time for the Christmas holiday shopping season, which that's going to have a number of impacts too. And with the low savings rate down hovering around 4%, with consumer credit actually falling over the last couple months here, flat to falling, falling more recently, the outlets for consumers in America to begin to really start to accelerate their spending continue to dry up as the labor market gets 
weaker and weaker and weaker. So even though we don't have layoffs, we do see some recession effects in nominal spending and nominal income, which will produce more companies who are less willing to hire going forward. And eventually, this can't go on forever. And again, workers know this. Eventually, businesses are going to say, we're done with just this hiring freeze. We're going to have to start actually cutting workers too. And that's the part that gets us into the recession that we all recognize. So it's as if all of these cycles and all of these various pieces are coming together and they're almost exactly together, except for that one remaining part, the layoffs, the firing. So there was quite a jolt to these shocking November jolts figures. Job openings, those are slowing down, suggesting weaker, slowing demand for workers, which we know from the rest of the figures. The big one, of course, the shocker, the level of hiring. Not only did it fall, fall substantially in November, over the last six months, it has come down quite a bit. So we know that companies are feeling the pinch. We know they're cutting hours. We've seen that in the payroll reports. Now we also know, we have confirmation here, they're really not willing to hire any new workers either. They just haven't gone all the way just yet. And that has a number of impacts as businesses. They're not going to be hiring. They're not going to be investing. They're not going to be giving raises. Employees know what the situation is across the labor market. They're going to stop, start, they're going to start adjusting their spending even more than they already have. The more this goes on, the more the cycle elongates to where businesses continue to refuse hiring people, the more that has an impact on spending, which then has an impact on businesses. At some point, companies break. While in November, it's clear they don't want to fire anyone, they will if they're forced into it. So the labor market statistics up to November, including the payroll reports when you really break them down, but from the perspective of jolts, most of all, we do see serious recession indications in the U.S. labor market, maybe the final pillar that is holding everything up at this moment. So why are markets reacting to the point where interest rates are falling, have fallen to the degree that they have? Why is the Federal Reserve suddenly talking about pivoting and embracing rate cuts? Well, we got a whole bunch of data today that is consistent with all of it. I broke down the November payroll report at the video link below me, including all of the cyclical industries, goods, professional business services, all that. I highly recommend you check that out. Obviously, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, of course, as always, Eurodollar University members and Eurodollar University subscribers. Until next time, take care.